All right, we are live, episode 63, Dave Colina, O2, Rob Gleichsner, Inception. Welcome to the show, gents. Thank you. Good to be here. Yep, absolutely. Dave O2, you're a fitness guy, seen you on some mat. I mean, I just this is gonna be a fun one. I might have to get into some stuff, but we're gonna we're gonna talk uh talk water here for a second. Let's talk about O2 first, the story behind it, uh, and when was it started? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the, the short, punchy version. Um, O2, O2 started literally and figuratively out of the back of my car in 2014. I'd left my, my corporate day job uh, to do something entrepreneurial. Um, I, like many founders, wanted something that didn't exist, so I, I decided to try and make it myself, and that ultimately led to uh, a, a short career as a, uh, a fitness instructor. So I, I had, to, had to keep the bills paid after I left my day job. So I started coaching uh, CrossFit and uh, ultimately got O2 off the ground and launched it in 2014 as a, as a clean sports hydration and recovery drink. Uh, give us, in terms of, of cleanliness, what is the difference, like compare it to Gatorade uh, and give us the difference there for context. Yep. So for context against Gatorade, um, all of our products have 50% more electrolytes than Gatorade, but no artificial ingredients and only one gram of sugar per can versus, you know, 40 grams of sugar in a Gatorade. And there are new players in, that came into the space, um, you know, over the years, right? Uh, it's probably an expensive, uh, expensive proposition uh, to, to get on shelf against, against some, again, players who have been around for a long time. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're across multiple uh, professional sports programs and platforms, you know, for advertising and the like. Um, how did you even go about uh, getting your first iteration or, or making that first product? Uh, was it somebody that you knew? Was there a co-packer nearby? Was it in your own kitchen? Yeah, it was, it was, it was in, the, in the kitchen, in the basement initially. Um, o2 is called O2 because it's oxygenated. And so it's a similar process as carbonation, just a different gas. And we add oxygen because it's been shown to help clear the body of toxins and, and accelerate recovery. Um, we did not, and I say we, my co-founder and I, he's a medical doctor. I come from a corporate strategy background. He and I didn't know the first thing about making any drink, much less an oxygenated drink, right? And so after a year or so of, of kind of spinning our wheels, we hired a food scientist who was teaching at Ohio State's uh, at, at Ohio State University, um, and he developed a contraption that I kid you not was was effectively um, uh, a, a contraption to make our product in a fish tank using a a fish tank oxygenator as the way to oxygenate it. And so that was that was kind of the first iteration that we were making in the basement. And then ultimately, you know, we grew to a point where we could afford and convince a co-packer to make our product. And then, you know, the rest is kind of history. That's very cool uh, and a unique one for sure. Um, let's talk fitness for just a quick second. Um, you you were you were in sort of the corporate environment, but I'm assuming you're a lifelong health and fitness enthusiast. Um, and then you mentioned CrossFit. Was that something that you were uh, into for 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 quite some time? And you know, as far as like the disciplines in fitness, what what were some of those? I just want to yeah. maybe a personal thing. So just give that to me. Totally fine. I kind of I kind of grew into um, into my athletic career, I guess, uh, after after childhood. <laughs> and so so growing up, I played sports 
Um, I, I, I played baseball mainly, but I wasn't a super, you know, wasn't a huge fitness buff growing up. And then in my mid twenties, I discovered um, a type of mixed martial arts and self-defense called Krav Maga. And, and I got really, really into that really, really quickly. And so I was doing like, you know, 10 classes of Krav a week, which is a lot for that uh, discipline. Um, and that became, you know, the starting point of my fitness journey. I think I was 25, 26 when that started. And I ended up um, uh, getting my black belt in Krav Maga. And part of the reason that I did that, especially so quickly, was or part of the reason why I could do that is because I started supplementing my Krav Maga training with CrossFit as, as a way to kind of get stronger and faster and, and improve cardio. Um, so that's how I got into the CrossFit space. And I think I, I, I coached my first CrossFit class probably 2012, 2011, 2012. Um, and I still have a CrossFit coach certification. I'm not actively coaching anymore, but I guess I could. Very cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a, people know I'm a big lifelong uh, health and fitness enthusiast, probably closer to you, played sports um, through college and then found the weight room. Um, and I always say I'm so blessed to have because um, I, you know, emotionally, physically, mentally, yeah. mainly. Oh, yeah. um, totally agree. It is, it is the foundation to literally everything that I do. And I want to share that with everyone um, because it's so, so important. Um, yeah. Let's get back to O2. Um, where was the first distribution points? Let's just move it forward. You, you bottled it, you figured it out, you got out of the fish tank, you figured it out. Where did you send in those first few bottles or you know, cast, uh, case packs? Anyone who would buy it. <laughs> so, so, so when I say it launched out of the back of my car, that's true. That first year or so I was doing everything um, as, as a one man show, I was the only person working on O2 part-time, full-time or otherwise. And that, you know, again, I didn't have a bunch of contacts coming from a, a beverage industry. And so I did what any scrappy entrepreneur would do, which was effectively beg my friends who own gyms, uh, to sell O2. And that's what happened. Um, and so the first, <clears throat> the first cans were sold at the, the across the gym that I coached at. And then, uh, and then it, it, it kind of extended into another gym from there and then, and then two more and then four more and then kind of that exponential growth um, through gyms. And so by the end of end the first year, I was driving around Ohio and Pennsylvania and Kentucky dropping off cases of O2 to gyms all the time. Very cool. Okay, so now let's move it forward then. Um, 2019, let's say about the same time last year, um, where, uh, where could we find O2? Uh, and, and then also give us maybe what did the team look like at that point? Is it just yourself and maybe a co-founder or do you have, you know, multiple people on the team actively in, engaged? Um, so, so we've, we've grown over the years uh, in distribution and in team. Um, so towards, let, let's just say pre-pandemic, right? Yeah, so, sure. so, so February of this year, we were, I want to say 10 people or so. Okay. February, March, 10 people. Um, and uh, the bulk of our business actually came from gyms uh, all across the country. And that was, you know, that was about 50% of our business was coming from gyms. And then the remaining 25%, another 25% from direct consumer and another 25% from, uh, from Kroger and Whole Foods. Post pandemic, our business changed like everyone's business, right? Um, but, but we've been really fortunate in that the way that we, you know, handled that pandemic 
um, is, is really illustrative of our values. We found a way to give back to our, to our gyms while they were struggling and, and continue to struggle. Um, and that resulted in, in 10x direct-to-consumer growth for us. So that's now 50% of the business. And, uh, and post-pandemic, we launched at all the Sprout stores in the country, all the public stores in the country. And so now we're at you know, about 1,000 Kroger stores and 1,000 public stores and Sprouts and Whole Foods. That's very cool. Okay, so that's exciting. So really the last year though, you've had some, some, uh, yeah, some more growth, like important growth, both retail and then you guys are figuring out your direct to consumer. Talk to me about the financial piece to this, right? All of this, CPG in itself, I, again, I always tell you, it's an expensive business, especially yeah. if you are growing um, and, uh, and want to grow, right? Um, you know, at scale, again, you, you onboard, people don't, if you onboard a thousand doors, um, it, there's a cost associated to that. Um, and uh, there's a cost associated to that. And right. so um, walk me through that. Is it, did you guys self-fund? Did you have to raise multiple rounds along the path here? Give us sort of a snapshot of what that looks like. Yeah, I think one of the few things that I, that I did right at the outset was make sure that we didn't get too far over our skis, whether from distribution or financially or otherwise. And so the intention was, um, particularly early on, to learn as much as possible, as fast as possible, as cheap as possible. And so, so you know, to, to do a production run in a, in a canned good, um, like a drink, for example, at a co-packer, you know, your, your minimums are, are still pretty high. Like our first production run was, I don't know, 10,000 cases, something like that. And, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't come, from, come from money or have a bunch of VC connections, at least at the time. And so I, I uh, raised a little bit of cash from friends and family to, to effectively afford that production run. And that, that basically got us through the first two years or so, a few hundred thousand dollars. Um, and then after that, continue to raise from that same group to, to fuel growth. Um, and at this point, you know, we're, we're now positioned where, you know, if we chose to, to, to go after venture capital financing, like we've gotten more inbound, you know, there than we have, we've ever had in the past six months. Um, and, and we could do that if we wanted to, but it would be a choice, right? And so it is expensive. Um, but I think that the most important part is that you don't, you know, you don't get over your skis and, and you, you, you get the right people uh, working with you, whether it's a team member or investor. Don't get over your skis. I, I haven't heard that one before. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not really a skier. I probably should be. I'm in I'm Northern not either. California. I think it's a great expression though. <laughs> I, I like that though, and because it, it hits home and it makes a lot of sense. And then of course, have the right people around you. Um, and that goes, I think you kind of mentioned this just now, but um, that also means the investors and those that you bring on board. People don't realize, uh, I just had meant, made a post about this. Um, you can say no to, to, to investment too. Uh, you have to know who's coming on the team and people go, oh, well, it's just an investor. Minute somebody cuts you a check, uh, they're on the team. Totally. It's not how small. So, um, so it's all good. It goes both ways. The same, remember, all those no's that you got, goes the same way. So um, that's, that's, a, that's a great uh, snapshot. Let's close it out. Where do you want to be uh, this time next year? We, you know, things are feeling a little bit better. There's a, some buzz in the air, we hope. Um, uh, let's talk uh, November 2021. What does the business look like? So I think it probably looks, um, it probably looks somewhat similar to, um, to, 
to what it looks like today. I mean, as far as our business goes, you know, we're, we're as bullish as ever on group fitness and, and, and places like CrossFit and, and yoga studios, boot camps. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have a, a, a rough couple, uh, couple months ahead of them. Um, but we're doing everything that we can to, to support our community of gym owners. Um, and when things open back up again, um, post pandemic, you know, what I would love to see is O2 is, is the preferred drink, the preferred brand of, of those gym owners. And so, so we had a healthy gym business going into the pandemic. We're going to have, we've actually got an even healthier gym business right now. And, and I want us to have, you know, the best, the best brand for gyms uh, across the country while, while continuing to build our direct to consumer and grocery presence. Well said. Yeah. And I, I'm a believer too. I think, um, I think group fitness comes back. I think gyms come back. It's going to take time. Um, I am also a believer in that, you know, the Peloton and, and the stuff at home, you know, I'm, yeah, I got the garage gym and, and, yeah. and I enjoy it, but, uh, there, there's nothing like community. That's it. That's it's it. what CrossFit was built on. It's what the orange theories, uh, the berries boot camps are built on. Um, and I believe that they will come back, uh, strong. I agree. Um, so well said, Dave, I, I wish you nothing but the best, um, hang out here, Rob, yes, we're sir. talking inception with an with an X, just like your name, give it yep. to us. What's the, what's the platform all about? Who's it for? Right. So Inception is what we like to call an industrial-powered e-commerce platform. So you take all your other e-commerce platforms out there. They have your typical shopping cart, so on and so forth. What I think makes us very unique is we've got a ton of services wrapped around the platform that are actually aimed at helping businesses from your industrial sector to your consumer packaged goods sector. We have on the front end, everything from digital marketing, sales channel enablement, helping you really identify what's the best way to go to market with products. How do we drive people to you? How do we drive you to those people back and forth, right? And then we've got on the back end, which I think is really cool. And, and I come from a logistics background. So there's, uh, there's some stuff on the back end that, that makes a lot of sense to me, more than technology did at the beginning. Uh, we have logistics, financing, and also our team inside that really focuses on digital marketing from an expertise standpoint. So most of the e-commerce platforms we see out here today uh, are very one-dimensional from what I would call the logistics standpoint, point to collect to ship. There's a few other things that have to tie together. You're not getting it all from one vendor. Uh, the inception idea is to help people do business better, to digitize in a world where today we live in, digital transformation is enormous. Uh, you're talking about it from a gym standpoint, right? I mean, that's crazy. Things have changed and from an ideological standpoint. Um, so from, from point to purchase to actual shipping it to your customer, we've got it all under one roof, whether it's a parcel, whether it's an LTL, or whether it's a full truckload. So the full truckload piece is kind of where you pull on in the industrial, I guess, power of it, right? But really where I've seen kind of some strength in what we do, and, and I'm pretty new to the company, but I've, I've kind of had my ism. I sold myself on it. Uh, we really bring strength through a pricing innovation perspective. So we try to look at it in terms of how you guys would in the consumer package industry. Um, what makes a difference to you guys from a forecasting and budgeting standpoint on the logistics forefront? And what does cost look like from a digital marketing standpoint? If you're able to buckle that all under one roof, and have an actual flat rate or whatever that forecastable number may be, you can back that all the way up with your sales on the front end. 
Uh, so I think it simplifies the process of e-commerce today and our ability to go to market quickly, whether you want to launch a website in an hour or you want to launch, launch 50 of them in the next three days, our team can go ahead and fire those up super quick. So it's, it's very nimble, quick to market, and really focused on everybody, like I said, from a, somebody that manufactures a widget in California to somebody that's launching a potato chip company in Pennsylvania. Very cool. Rob is helping us in CPG. Dave O2, uh, enjoyed having you both on. Be well, everybody subscribe. I don't know what that means, just do it. <laughs> Dave's info, Rob's info. Be well, guys. Cool. Thanks, guys.